Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Matthew, chapter 6, to grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Father, we love you today, we bless you, we honor you, and we love your word. Amen, saints? And that's why we come here, Lord. Your amazing love, your love is amazing, and we thank you for it. And God, we ask that you speak to us now. Lord, teach us about the dangers and the pitfalls of materialism and loving this present world. Father, may our hearts be in heaven where you are. May we not forget as your people that we're just passing through. We're strangers to this land. Our home is in heaven. So, Father, speak that to us now in our spirits as only you can. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people agree and said, amen. If you haven't been with us, you know we are continuing our verse-by-verse study in the Gospel of Matthew Chapter 6, we have been in chapter 6 for some time now, and we're going to continue for the next couple of weeks, actually, in chapter 6, as we have been doing a study on the Sermon on the Mount. Now, remember, the Sermon on the Mount covers chapters 5, 6, and 7. And as you know, if you've been with us, Jesus is sitting on the hillside in the area of the Galilee, and he's talking to his disciples, Jesus is talking to his disciples, you know that, if you've been with us. And here lately, here in chapter 6, he's been talking to his disciples about hypocrisy. Remember this word hypocrisy? Hypocrite means to be a mask wearer. It means to be two-faced. And so Jesus has been talking to his disciples and talking to us, talking to me, about being a hypocrite. Don't be two-faced. Specifically in the area of giving in verse 2 of chapter 6, Jesus said, When you give your money, don't be like the hypocrites who give to be seen of men. And then in verse 5, Jesus said, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who publicly, ritualistically, and religiously pray in the open to be seen of men. And then in verse 16, Jesus said, when you fast, don't be like the hypocrites who disfigure their faces in order to appear to be fasting. In other words, Jesus says, when you fast, we talked about it last week in depth, don't put on some holy look, some sanctimonious holy hairdo or something. You know how people want to look like they're fasting. So, oh, why do you look so sad? Why do you look so sick? Well, excuse me, I'm fasting. And Jesus said, don't do that. He said, when you when you fast, he says, comb your hair, wash your face, 
brush your tooth. Amen. <laughs> and don't look like you're fasting. And your father, remember, your father who sees in secret shall reward you openly. Now, in verses 1 through 18, Jesus says, when you give, pray, and fast, don't be hypocritical. And now Jesus is moving away from religious activity. If you got a pen, he's moving away from religious activity to our attitude toward the world around us. And you can't find, in my opinion, a more important subject than the one we're going to look at this morning. I could title this sermon, The Dangers of of materialism in verses 19 through 24. Now, what we have here in this text is a series of three contrasts. The contrast between two treasures, treasure on earth versus treasure in heaven. And then we have the contrast between two visions, a single eye focused on God versus a divided eye focused on the world. And the contrast between two masters, loving God versus loving mammon. Two treasures, two visions, two masters. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 19, saints, if you're there, say amen. Amen. Oh, that was weak, you guys. If you're there, say amen. amen. Now notice in verse 19, Jesus says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also very very important verse 21 where your treasure is in other words your heart will follow verse 22 The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. Read this last verse with me. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, stop right there. Give me your attention. Notice in verse 19, Jesus says, don't lay up treasures for yourself on earth. But what? Lay up treasures in heaven. Notice two contrasts, the contrast of two treasures. Now, when Jesus spoke these words... To his disciples, they knew exactly what he was talking about because of a a teaching that was very common from the rabbis. The rabbis taught the deeds of kindness which a man did upon the earth became his treasure in heaven. Real common teaching in those days. In William Barclay's commentary, page 241, he writes this. The rabbis told the story of a famous king named Manobaz Arobin, who became a convert to Judaism. During a time of famine, he took the family and national treasures and gave them to the poor. Manobaz related how his fathers had stored up treasures on earth, but he desired treasure in heaven. My fathers gathered treasures for below, but I have gathered treasures for above. 
My fathers gathered treasures which bear no interest. I have gathered treasures which bear interest. My father gathered treasures of money. I have gathered treasures of souls. My father gathered treasures for others. I have gathered treasures for myself. My father gathered treasures in this world. I have gathered treasures for the world to come. And that's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying, don't gather treasures for this world. Gather treasures for the world to come. Now, right out the gate, let me just establish this. Right out the gate, let's understand. Jesus isn't saying there's anything wrong with money. Because money is neutral. Money is not good or bad. What you do with your money can be good or bad. But money in itself is neutral. It's not good or bad. Jesus isn't saying there's anything wrong with having money or having riches. He isn't saying that if you're a Christian, you can't be rich. As a matter of fact, some of the wealthiest men on earth were believers, were Christians. Abraham, David, Job, Solomon, the richest man who ever lived. They, 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 they say in the Bible is clear that Solomon ate off of plates that were made of solid gold. I'm like, Solomon, can I have just one plate, man? Just, just one. He's spoons, spoons that were solid gold, cups that were solid gold. Solomon was rich. J.C. Penney, you know the story of Lord and Taylor. I don't have time to tell you, but it's an awesome story. He gave away 90% of his income and, and, and lived off of the 10% of his income. And he named his haberdashery. You remember that word? It means clothing. That's an old school word. He, he, he named his clothing store, his haberdashery store, Lord and Taylor, Mr. Taylor. He put the Lord first. God doesn't have any problem with riches. He isn't saying if you're a Christian, you can't own anything. Get this, got a pen. What he is saying is that if you're a Christian, things shouldn't own you. Not that you can't own anything, but things shouldn't own you. Now, this is pretty radical teaching in Jesus' day, and it's radical teaching in our day. Jesus says, don't lay up treasures On earth. Why? Because one, Jesus knows. He tells him this because he knows that this is our natural tendency. It's our natural tendency to lay up treasure, even from children. You're taught as a small child. How many of us have given our kids a piggy bank? You know, I have a sheep bank because I like to collect sheep. But I got a sheep bank on my desk. Well, how many kids, how many of us give our kids piggy banks? Why? Because we're teaching them. Store up treasures. We're teaching them save up for a rainy day. We're teaching them, hey, you got to be prepared. Don't spend everything you get. We're taught to prepare for retirement. We're taught get as much out of this life as you possibly can. Be all you can be. We even see the bumper sticker. Some of you might have it on your car. Don't take it personal. But, but on the bumper sticker, it says, he who dies with the most toys wins. My, my question is always, when's what? I mean, when you're dead, you're dead. You can't take it with you. Someone once said, you've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Amen? But we store up. Jesus knows. It's our nature. 
It's our tendency. He knows that. Now, in the Greek grammar, it's interesting because it reads, do not lay up. It reads, I know it's your tendency to lay up treasures. I know you're doing it because you do it all the time. So stop it. Don't treasure up, don't stock up, don't store up treasures on earth, but store up your treasures in heaven. Why? Not only because it's natural, but because of durability. Durability? Yeah, durability. The treasures on earth are corrupt and insecure, but the treasures in heaven are incorruptible and secure. You might think of it like this. The treasures you store up in heaven Come with a warranty. Now, we all like warranties. And in our culture, we're warranty crazy. We bought a vacuum cleaner from Sam's just a couple of months ago. Finally broke down and bought a vacuum cleaner. That old thing we had wasn't picking up nothing. So we went and bought a vacuum cleaner from Sam's. And they sell you a warranty right there at the cashier. Extra warranty. Now, to me, it's like you're just trying to get my money. I'm not buying extra warranty. If it breaks down, I'm bringing it back, and you're going to take it back. I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to take this back. I'm not going to pay 48 bucks a year or whatever it is to buy an extra warranty. But we like warranties with your car. What's the first question you ask? What kind of warranty does this car come with? I mean, think about it. What if a salesman said to you, you know, this is the greatest car in America. It comes with a five-mile warranty. You'd say, what you talking about, Willis? Oh, yeah, this car comes with a warranty five miles. When you get down to the light, your warranty's up. Would you buy that car? No. No. We like warranty. You want something that's going to endure, something that's going to last. And Jesus is saying, lay up treasures that are incorruptible, treasures that are going to last. And don't store up treasures on earth. Why? Because moth Rust, corruption, and thieves. Moth. I was home a couple of months ago. And uh, you know when you go home, you take a walk down memory lane. Because your mom has every picture of you. And even the naked pictures. When you were a little kid, show them to your wife. Oh, there's this little bottom in the cute. It's like, mom. All the pictures. And my mom has this picture of me. When I was in eighth grade, and I had, true, I had a powder blue suit with crushed velvet blue lapels and a crushed velvet blue bow tie, blue, this is going to trip you out, blue with, with uh, white and blue striped lace platform shoes, A huge afro. I mean, my afro was like off the picture. You know what I mean? It was just like off the picture. And I had this like huge afro. And I'll never forget. And then I went out shopping for this long blue crushed velvet maxi coat. Now, y'all remember the maxi coat. Okay, y'all in church now. I know you had ugly clothes like I did. I'm not the only one. And this long coat. Those were during the days of Superfly. Everybody had to look like Superfly, you know. And I had this long blue maxi. Man, I was sharp. And I was sharp. And, and, and I'm reading this, and the Lord says, don't lay up treasures on earth because of moth. And I'm like, thank God for moths because those clothes are gone. That style is gone. 
But moths eat away. Now, in ancient times, this was really, really important because in ancient times, clothes represented wealth. And the best clothes were made of wool. But no matter how beautiful the clothing, killer moths would attack and chew right through your clothing. Jesus says, don't lay up treasures because moth eat them away and rust will wear them away. All your treasure will someday be junk. That's one way to look at that brand new Lexus you just bought. Someday it's going to be junk. You don't believe me? Take a day trip down to the junkyard and look at all the stacked up cars that are in the junkyard. Do you realize that one day, someday, sometime in history, at some point, all those junk cars were someone's earthly treasure? All those cars at some time in history was some 17-year-old boy's pride and joy. He worked for that car. He saved his money. He bought that car. He polished it every day. He took a stroll outside to take a peek. You know, when you get a new car, you got to check. I don't know what you're checking for, but you just take a peek. You know, some 17-year-old, he gave that car a name when he first got it. Hot Mama. He called it. (laughs) And then it got dinged. And then it got banged. And then it started leaking oil. Then it started to sputter. And then he changed its name to Old Betsy. Isn't that the way it happens? And then then it's on the back of one of those... One of those trucks with they crush down all the cars and you're riding behind it. And I always swear one of the times one of those cars going to pop right off and follow me. Junk. It happens. At some point, that junk was someone's treasure. Jesus says, don't lay up treasures because of moth and corruption. Your earthly treasures will end up in the junkyard and don't lay up treasures Because someone will steal them. Possible. You know, I was thinking about this and talking with my wife, taking a stroll down memory lane the other day. And and, and we were talking about how at one point we were living in Southern California. And we were living right outside the gate of Camp Pendleton. And matter of fact, our property in the the gate, the physical gate of Camp Pendleton Marine Corps Base, was was separated our property from, from, from the base. And uh, there was this canyon in the, in, in the back of a yard that went, you know, across the fence and onto, onto the base there. And, and, and I remember, we remember one Christmas Eve, we were out shopping. And we came home, you know, all happy, bags in hand, had already been shopping or whatever. Tree was up, gifts were under the tree. We had been out shopping for more gifts, came home and realized there, that, that the door was some resistance on the door at the house. And, we, you know, you push the door and you push it and push it, realized that someone had moved the couch up against the door and had stolen all of our Christmas gifts from under the tree. Christmas Eve, we sang Christmas carols and just said, oh, well, you know, we got what we got and done with that. And, uh, of course, we filed an insurance claim and all that stuff. And then six months later... Believe it or not, six months later, we were robbed again. And, of course, we filed an insurance claim. And then, believe it or not, six months after that, we were robbed again. I think we're getting robbed so many times, I'm thinking, why don't I just leave a key? 
And then, and I remember this one time we, when we got robbed, I walked in and my dog, I had a dog. I had like a little mutt German shepherd. He was, he wasn't full bred. And I remember the, I walk in and the dog is happy. <laughs> now we had just been robbed. I walk in, the dog is like <laughs> doing the dog thing, you know, wagging his tail. So glad to see us. And I walk in the house and I'm not, okay, we've been robbed and the dog is happy. What is wrong? What's wrong with this picture? So I walk around the house. I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be body parts around the house. There's got, there must be blood. There's got to be some people held up in a room because the dog locked them in the room and did the dog thing and protected our home. And no, there was nothing. And the dog was happy. And I'm thinking, wait a minute now. This dog is expensive. You got to feed this dog. You ever take your dog to the vet lately? It's expensive. And I'm thinking, this dog has got to go. I am not going to feed a dog. I mean, this dog, he was, he was a nice dog, but he was a stupid dog. I mean, he probably showed him where the jewels were. You know, he's like, come here, come here. <laughs> pointing, to the, pointing to the jewelry box or something. I'm like, what is up with this dog? This dog has got to go. Jesus says, people will steal your things. That's why you're not to lay up treasures on earth. Because moth will eat them, corruption will wear them away, rust will wear it away, and people will steal your things. It was after that that we had to put bars on the windows of the house. But in heaven, there will be no bars on the window. You know why? Because Jesus will protect your treasures. You can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead. And Jesus will protect your treasures as you send them ahead. Now notice the, in, the, the, the issue here is not whether we'll store up wealth. That's a given. The question is, where will you do your banking? Deposits made in the first national bank of heaven will not decay or disappear. Jesus is saying, if you store up your wealth, the moss will find it and rust will consume it. If you try to hide it, thieves will steal it. Everything will decay. Everything will disappear. It'll wear out, rust out, blow out, fall apart. Nothing that is material will last forever. There's only two things that last forever. Number one, God's word. Number two, God's people. God's word and God's people. First John two seventeen tells us the world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God endures how long, saints? Forever, forever. You see, so the question is, where is your treasure this morning? You might say, Rodney, well, my treasure right now is parked out in the parking lot. Parked it sideways so I could take up two spaces. Because I didn't want anybody dinging my car in the church parking lot. That's my treasure. Well, you say, Rodney, you know, my treasure is all brick on an acre of property. Four bedrooms, seven garages. To hold all my treasures. Or maybe your treasure's in the bank, collecting really low interest. Where is your treasure? Jesus is saying cars, boats, homes, clothes, jobs, salaries, vacations, books. All of these things will pass away. Proverbs 23, verse 4. I love this. The New Living Translation. Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Have the wisdom to show restraint. Restraint. First Timothy six, but godliness with contentment 
is great gain. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. See, not money, but the love of it. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith, pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, O man of God, flee all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness. You see, don't lay up treasures on earth. Lay them up in heaven. And notice in verse 21 in your Bible where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. You see that where your treasure is. Your heart will be also. Did you notice he didn't say where your heart is, there your treasure will be. He says where your treasure is, that is where your heart will be. In other words, where you put your treasure, that is where your heart will follow, not the other way around. See, if your treasure is in the Dow Jones in the stock market, you'll be checking the stock market every day. If your treasure is in the kingdom, you'll stay connected to kingdom things. But you got to put your treasure in the kingdom first. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.